0: Northwest Podcast. I'm here with Athena Finger and Alan Quick. Athena is the granddaughter of Bill Finger, the co-creator of Batman. Welcome to the show, Athena.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me.
0: This is great. So, Batman is so iconic. Just the character. What is it like for you when you go to different comic book conventions and you, you talk about your grandfather and just the history of Batman.
1: Oh, it's so much fun. Um, it's uh something that's fairly new. Um, I've been, only been really for the last few years. Um, but I, I love coming out to meet the fans and you know obviously talk about the story and the his history of Batman and other characters that he co created. So it's 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 a playtime for me.
2: Oh, very cool nice keeping the keeping the legacy alive that's what I love about it athena and in reading the history of uh your grandfather and how many years it took for him to get acknowledged uh through the you know big comic <laughs> uh businesses back in the day and then how. Later on, after the fact, your grandfather had passed, uh, I think he passed in 1974, is that right? That's correct. Yeah. So even after the fact where uh, Bob Kane uh, was having regrets, uh, did you get a chance uh, to uh, chat with uh, Bill or his heirs concerning uh, uh, your grandfather's uh, legacy within Batman?
1: Um, I did not get to speak to uh, any of Bob's heirs. Um, I know he has a daughter, but she has not been part of the whole comic scene or celebrating Batman or anything like that. Um, And Mrs. Kane is very old now, and unfortunately, I only met her briefly back in 2008 at the Dark Knight premiere. Um, So we didn't really you know, talk very much. It was just more of an introduction and that was about it. So um, they've been pretty quiet on the Cain side. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, in a way, am I not only representing Bill, but I feel like I'm kind of stepping up and representing the golden age you know, writers and artists who were there at the beginning because Jerry Robinson was also, you know, ghost right? um, Not a ghost writer, but he was a ghost artist for Bob Kane very, very early on in, you know, Batman's run. So I kind of feel like I'm representing all of them in a way. Um, I mean, obviously more so for Bill, who's my grandfather, and his story about not getting credit for seventy six years and and wow. process oh my of getting his recognition and getting his name added to the Batman title. So Absolutely.
0: What was the what was the catalyst for getting his name to finally be recognized?
1: Um well I mean it's not a, a lack of trying when he was um Unfortunately, when he was alive, he didn't—they didn't really push for it. Although people in the industry knew what Bill had contributed to the character, and not just to the character, but the comic industry as a whole. Um, and you know, when he passed away in '74, it kind of fell onto my father, his son to try to pursue him getting the credit and the recognition that he was long overdue even in 74. Um, But unfortunately, you know, the industry was still kind of stuck in its old ways of really only giving credit to the artists and not the writers. So it took, you know, it took a lot of years for us to get to the point on where we are now. I know that back in 89 when the Michael Keaton movie came out, that before it was released, my father and his stepmother did contact Warner Brothers and say, you know, can you at least give him some kind of mention or something in the movie? And as we know, that didn't happen, Um, unfortunately. And so it just kind of progressed from there. And, you know, my father didn't really know or have the means to really fight DC at the time. And so when my father passed comic. away, I'm sorry?
2: It was like the big comic industry. They did the same thing to the creators of Superman. You know? Right.
1: Well, I mean, they did in a way. The, the Superman boys, um, they sold off their rights but they did it in a way that they were very young and naive and didn't really know. Because again, they were young. They were, you know, still in their teens when they actually created Superman and wasn't too long later that they sold off all their rights, not realizing what they were doing. So that's what the Superman story is, who is is the same, but different. Siegel um, and Schuster, both had their names attached to the Superman title. Um, Mm. They shared that credit. And it was unique that they did that at the time, but, I mean, they were friends. They grew up together, and they they really felt that they both deserved to have the byline.
2: Well, your Um, your grandfather also had a hand in Superboy and also creating Lana Lang.
1: Yes, but and he also wrote the first Kryptonite story. He didn't invent Kryptonite. I was told that, <laughs> that was on a radio show.
2: Uh, oh, but he
1: did write the actual first comic that had Kryptonite in it. Oh, So cool. he did a lot with the Superman title, also. Mm-hmm. Um, he also was the co-creator of the original Green Lantern, Alan Scott.
0: Wow, we're finding all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah,
1: this is great. <laughs> right with Athena, Athena
0: finger. On uh, Northwest Popcast, her grandfather, co creator of Batman. So tell me a little bit about going back when your grandfather, the stories you've heard when he was, you know, in the process of creating Batman. What do you know about that that you can tell us and people um, listening?
1: Well, unfortunately, I never met my grandfather. So the stories that I did hear were from my father. Um, And unfortunately, I don't remember too many because my father passed away when I was 15. So I haven't had a whole lifetime for him to say, can you tell me that story again? Sure. um, That's okay. But I, you know, one of the stories that I love to share is, you know, when my father was, you know, at the age group 12, 13, 14, which, you know, comics were written for that age group, he would tell me that he would hear his dad typing away at night and he would actually give the scripts to my dad to read, to, you know, get, you know, the the 12, 13, 14 year old point of view on the story. And so he kind of was, you know, in a way he was the one that was kind of like, yeah, no, this is working or no, you need to, you know, do something different here and there or whatever it was. So my dad, you know, he he spoke of his father very, very fondly and was extremely proud of him. But was also completely crushed that his father did not get the recognition that he definitely deserved in the industry.
0: Sure. Do you feel like nowadays that the shows that you have been going to the last couple of years that he is getting the recognition and –
1: um, definitely there's more people who know the true history of, of how Batman came about, um, but there's still a lot of people that don't know. Um, I And it doesn't surprise me, but, you know, I always take the, the opportunity to explain to them that, yes, Bob Kane did come up with the initial idea, but he's not the Batman that we see today. That was actually my grandfather, uh, That's so cool, so Athena,
2: they... it, Athena. there was something I wanted to add to that to that line okay. uh, that you brought out. Um, the good news that I've seen. Um, what I do is I I cosplay as the Adam West uh, Batman, uh-huh. and so I appreciate uh, the Golden Age of Batman. And i you know as a you know I'm I'm 53, so I basically had followed the reprints and so on and so forth through the years. Right. And and I uh, Bill Bill Finger your grandfather would name would come up. The good news I've seen in the last, in the last uh, you know uh, fifteen to twenty years within the community is your grandfather is getting the recognition within the the creative circles of whether it be folks that are fans of uh, the Golden Age as well as uh, other stories that your grandfather has written. But it's really nice to be on a forum and see someone talk about Bob Kane, but then you have somebody else correcting the record and Bill Finger. I love that. And I wanted to share that with you.
1: It's great. There definitely has been a movement. And, you know, I did not grow up in the comic culture. And so growing up, I didn't think people knew who he was or anything about the the backstory of how, you know, this happened and I knew very little myself. Um and it wasn't until Mark Tyler Nobleman had gotten in touch with me back in two thousand and seven and was like, Hey, I'm writing this story about your grandfather and, you know, I was like, Wow, you know who he is? Like, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> and, you know, kind of since then I've I've kind of come to the realize, you know, the realization that people do know who he is, and they do know know what his contributions were, and that he really did get the raw end of the deal here. That he really should have gotten a lot more credit and recognition, not just within the industry, but with the fans and with the culture in general. Um, Absolutely. So you know, it was really nice to see that. Kind of blossom before me, and then see the momentum of it growing and more people knowing and learning and and wanting to take that knowledge and share it to other people and and things like that so it's been quite an an interesting and positive experience as far as that goes and and still seeing it growing with you know Mark's book about my grandfather build a boy wonder and The documentary on Hulu, Batman and Bill. People come to conventions. You know, they'll that want to. They either you know come to my table and we talk about it, or I'll catch people wearing Batman shirts or cosplaying (laughs) and and you know ask them if they really know how their character came about, or or they'll go to a panel where other people are talking about the history of Batman and they'll learn about Bill's story that way. So. It's really, it's been a great, you know, um, growth of knowledge within the industry for the fans to really learn where these characters have come from. Um, Because, you know, the history was incorrect for so long. um, It really was an injustice to the fans for them to be force-fed something that was inaccurate for so long.
0: Do you feel... um for instance, San Diego Comic-Con down there at the San Diego Comic-Con Museum, they have a wonderful Batman exhibit there now. Do you feel like they paid homage to your
1: grandfather with
0: that exhibit?
1: Um, they That exhibit was really interesting because it wasn't just the Golden Age. They really went... Because it was an 80th anniversary um, exhibit, so they really did go through from the very beginning to very current. So I think that they did represent Bill's work, but everything in between also. And so it was nice to see the progression that Mm -hmm. they did represent in that exhibit.
0: That's wonderful. I'm glad to hear that because, you know, just seeing everything that was there and hearing, you know, I've heard nothing but good Good things, and so yeah, I, I think that's that's really neat to see. And now that you're on the circuit, you know, going to the different conventions, you're an artist yourself. What have, what <laughs> has you taken away from you know your grandfather's, you know,
1: from his, his creativity? Cur- yeah, from his creativity, his career. You know, uh-huh. I mean, yeah. We have some beautiful pieces there, very beautiful pieces. I like them. Um, Well, I mean, I I do paint. It's uh, only recently that I've gotten into doing the actual Batman art. Uh Uh, I
2: like it.
1: (laughs) uh, But, I mean, people really like to see my, you know, recreations of the old covers or panel or something like that or an image of Batman. And so I have a lot of fun with that. Uh, You know, I do other stuff other than that. But, I mean, that's what people tend to have me do is the Batman stuff, which is fine. It's fun. I enjoy it. Um, Mm. And, you know, it's, again, it's just another way for me to help celebrate Bill and his contributions even though he wasn't the artist and he was the writer, but again, he he really influenced a lot of the art that was being produced because of the storylines that he was writing and the process that he went through when he was writing these stories. He would leave you know clippings for the artist to give as reference material, or he would leave little notes about a particular scene or a panel that should look a specific way. So he was very visual with his work. So it wasn't just the words that went on the paper. He was looking for a certain tone or image within the story itself. So, I mean, I got more of the visual. I'm not much of a writer, uh, but I, I do understand, you know, having that tone that you're going for and, you know what kind of, what kind of story are you trying to tell from the image? Have you gone back
0: through your grandfather's written stories and just kind of painted as you read I mean have you ever done as
1: no not really i mean i, yeah. I one of my early pieces that I did um, I took the two panels that he wrote for why Batman became Batman was the the bat comes flying through the window and he's contemplating what he needs to do. Um, so I did my own version of those two panels. And then behind that, I have the, you know, the iconic Age Batman silhouette behind him with the white split eyes and, you know, the bat symbol on his chest. And, I mean, that, I, I think that's pretty much the only one at this point that's really... Been along the lines of what you're referring to, like where you're reading and you get inspired by something. Yeah.
2: Like Athena, um, you know? Athena, I'm kind of curious on certain writings of your grandfather, have you uh, donated them to like a, a pop culture museum or something to be displayed or is, uh, something that you're considering maybe later on to, uh, so his work can be seen in a sense, his writings?
1: Well, unfortunately, um, there is nothing left from when Ben, uh, from when Bill oh, was alive. Wow. Um, unfortunately, when he passed away, my father had taken a bunch of things from his apartment and taken it over to D.C. and said, "Here, you might want this stuff." They were old manuscripts and his gimmick book and some other stuff. And D.C. didn't want it. And my father at the time didn't have any place to store it. So, unfortunately, it ended up in the garbage. Oh, wow. So, there really really. isn't anything that would be of any value to put into a museum because it doesn't exist, unfortunately.
2: Well, here's here's a good thing for us fans is his legacy has gone on through you, but also the explanations when I've read up on his history and of course your history and how that has uh, been maintained. It's nice to know that your grandfather had a hand on the descriptions of Batman, the descriptions of the Joker, of how Robin's family came to be. So there are, His uh, writings that tell the story, even that Bob Kane had also mentioned that, oh, yes, yes, Bill. Bill Finger did quite a bit. Yes, he did this. So I appreciate that Bob Kane, in later interviews, I wish there were earlier interviews, but later interviews in his life, did say, my, you know, my collaborator, Bill Finger, did this for this, the golden age of Batman. And so I, as a fan, Athena, I appreciated
1: that. Well, it's great. I mean, I wish that Bob Kane had, you know, actually done what he said he would have liked to have done, which was to give Phil the byline, but Mm -hmm. um, he decided to not do that for whatever decision, probably because of, Monetary reasons, and sure wasn't one to really share the spotlight um you know it would have I think things would have been a little different for the fans had he done that when he was still alive. Um, I agree, but I mean he chose not to, so the task fell upon my father while he was still alive, and then it fell upon my myself when my father passed away, so um. You know, it was something that, and you had asked me earlier about the momentum of having it happen. Um, You know, I was 15 when my father passed away, and I had no idea what to do with this. And it was really kind of an issue that I was discouraged from pursuing. I was always told that it was going to cost me a lot of money and that it was Mm. going to take a lot of time. And, you know, there's really no... you know, there was really no reason to pursue it because it's they're not gonna do it basically. I was discouraged. And so for a long time I didn't pursue it. I considered it to be a dead subject in my life. And you know, as the years went on it just was something that followed me around and it wasn't really until Mark w- really pushed me to pursue it. And I was hesitant when he said, Oh, you know, you you really need to you need to speak to DC and you need to start figuring this out. Um, and you know, with the fiftieth I mean the seventy fifth anniversary back in two thousand fifteen, uh 14, sorry. Um, <laughs> That's when I started to really see the public outcry for Bill to get the recognition and that he really needed to have his name added to the the Batman title. And so when we were able to get that resolved in 2015, that was, you know, something that I could finally celebrate instead of, you know, just having this, big, huge responsibility of something that needed to be rectified, um, following me around. And not just me. I mean, I have a child. My son is 17 now. So I didn't want it to follow him around either. Um, so I knew that, you know, time was running out and we was really resolved, do or die type of situation. I had great people um, on my team to help me figure this all out and get it resolved. And I'm just, you know, I can't be any happier or, you know, thankful that Bill is getting the recognition and the credit. It's just, it, it it's really the way it's supposed to be.
2: Okay. Excellent. Uh, Athena, thank you so much for this. Uh, I really appreciate talking to you. I have to step out on a on a quick call, but uh, Athena, I really appreciate your sharing your story here, and I just want to say I look forward to more of the history that you'll be bringing forth of your grandfather's uh, work, and knowing that, as a fan, that his legacy is safe within the digital world now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank so you, inside, Alan.
1: It's there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, thank you again and you, uh, you have a great evening, uh, Athena, and thank you Ryan and I'll talk to you later. All
0: right, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> so, Athena, what's uh now that things, you know, 2015 comes around and you guys are finally getting the recognition for your grandfather, what has changed? It's now, you know, still still fairly recent, only 2019. Right. What have the last two years been like for you since your grandfather got the recognition from DC Comics? And looking just looking back from 2015 to now, what has it been like for you? It's been pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine, like, what did the um, come out and do like what yeah, what was their what was the defining moment in two thousand
1: and fifteen? well, the defining moment is when I got the phone call from my sister, my sister um, was a huge support system, and she's also a lawyer, so she was helping me with all of this legal stuff that I have no idea about um you know I as we talked about I'm an artist but I mean I'm also a math educator so I'm not you know educated in law or you know figuring out copyright or any of that stuff unfortunately my sister that's what she knew and she knew all the right people to help us maneuver through the system and you know really get it figured out and get those names attached so when I got the phone call from her saying, you know, you know, his name is, is going to be there now. um, You know, I was just like, wow, we, we did what was told to be the impossible. Uh, And, you know, that was definitely a moment when I was standing in my apartment screaming and, you know, jumping up and down. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, (laughs) that
0: is, that's, crazy, and then, yeah, like you said, things have been wild since then. What what has come well, your way now since, I mean, yeah.
1: Well, I... I mean, things change, but not not like, you know, I didn't change where I lived or my job or anything like that. As far as the big changes are, is, you know, more people know about it now. So yeah. people want to... Talk to me, or meet me, or conventions want me to come and you know do a screening of the movie, or do a panel, or just participate to meet the fans at their events. Um, I've also pursued you know quite a few conventions myself, especially this year being the 80th anniversary. Oh yeah! Trying to push to to have that, um, you know. Public figure representing Bill for the celebrations this year. Um, The other thing is, is that I had learned that Bill Finger has an actual award that's giving out at the Eisner Awards every year in San Diego. So, oh nice! I um, I go out there every year now to help present that award with Mark Evanier. And so I mean, all these different little things that I have. Become part of my life that were not part of my life before. I wasn't a public figure before. I was a math teacher. <laughs> yeah, so,
0: but now you're now you're Batgirl or Batman or you know I mean however you want to you can be Bat Athena or whatever you want to <laughs> call it. You know I mean that's so cool.
1: Your your hard
0: your hard work and dedication paid off. You know doing the impossible, going up against you know. 'cause D C comics obviously they're a juggernaut and uh yeah.
1: Well it's not just D C because D C is owned by Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't yeah. going against the publication D C Entertainment. It was going after the corporation oh, Warner yeah. Brothers. Yeah. So I mean it's pretty scary and intimidating yeah. and you know not being part of the Hollywood culture or any of that is very foreign. It really is. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. So I was, you know, again, having the right people in place really is what made everything fall into place. Now, it's not, and also the public outcry. I mean, that played a role in it. The 75th anniversary played a role in it. Also, with the, you know, with the old, Heads of the company retiring and leaving the company, and the company really being run by fans, they all knew. I mean, the first time I ever went to DC Comics when it was still in New York, I'm being walked around and introduced to all these people. They're like, we know exactly what your grandfather did. We are, you know, we have so much respect for him, and we really wish that he, you know, got the recognition and the credit. And so it was all the fanboys and girls that were running the company now. And I yeah. think that they really saw that there needed to be a change also. So with the trend of, you know, the Kirby family fighting and, and winning their case for Jack yeah. Kirby and, oh, the boys, you know, and their family is trying to get that whole thing resolved with, you know, getting the proper credit for Siegel and Schuster and, and, and I think with all of these people getting their rightful credit plays a role in Bill being able to really get his proper place with the Batman title. So a lot of stuff work. played into it.
0: Hard work paid off. Yes. The power of the fans, you the listeners, it's really neat what hard work and determination does because – you took on the corporate world and got your grandfather's recognition that he deserved so long ago. And I yes. mean, congrats! You know, thank I mean, that's, you. That's so awesome, so cool, and need to hear that story. And I'm sure you're going to enjoy telling it for many years to come. You know, at different Batman celebrations. And, I hope
1: so. As long as they keep asking me to come out, I'll keep yeah, talk it. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah.
0: And and is there a website people can learn more about you as?
1: Um, I do finally have a website put together. It took me a little while to get it put together, but yeah. it's just my name, www.athenafinger.com. Um, I am on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram. So I'm on all those platforms. Um, I do promote a lot of my artwork through Instagram, and through Facebook, Twitter, I'm I'm still kind of figuring that whole thing out. <laughs> hey, that's
0: okay. We're we're still <laughs> we're still we're still in that ballpark too, learning all the different social media. So right, good deal. So
1: commission so, so- works. So if people like something that they see, or if there's an image that they'd like me to, to do for them, either from comics or if it's something that they have in mind as a collaboration of characters or whatever it is. You know, I am available for that kind of work also. Um, so it can reach out to me um, you know, through all those various different avenues. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, that's great. So uh W dot Finger dot com or on pretty much every social media platform. Yeah, just so so there you even, go. And
1: it should pop right up. There aren't too many of me out there. I'm to there think you I'm go. I <laughs> yeah,
0: no, that's cool. So in closing, I, I just, I, I've been doing this. We, we've had, we've had several guests on and, um, and just for fun. I always like to do impersonations at the end. We had deep Roy on a couple of episodes oh, nice. ago. And, You know, I was doing Yoda impersonations and Oompa Loompa impersonations with him. So (laughs) now we got to do Batman. We got to do Batman. So
1: 1989,
0: Michael Keaton Batman. He would be like, "I'm Batman." And then there's like Christian Bale Batman, and he's like, "I'm Batman." So I just had to do that, get it out of my system. Fun (laughs) stuff. And yeah, anything in closing you would like to tell the fans? the viewers listening now, what would you like to say in closing, Athena?
1: Um, Well, first I want to thank the fans because without them I would have nothing to fight for or win for or celebrate because the fans have made Batman popular for the last 80 years. (laughs) So I want to thank them for continuing to love the character and um just for being so awesome, I love the fans. They they are so welcoming, um, especially not being in the culture growing up or even as a young adult. Um, they were very welcoming, and it was very scary for me to come into this whole other world. And they made me feel completely comfortable, and were awesome to have someone to. Just say thank you too, that representative, because a lot of people they just want to say thank you to somebody that's connected. So I, I really, I appreciate that. Um, I welcome the fans to reach out and talk to me at events, or if you reach out to me on any of the social platforms, I do respond. People, So, um, again, I wouldn't have had anything to fight for without what they have done over the last 80 years to make Batman as popular and celebrated as he is.
0: Such a cool story. We're here with Athena Finger, co-creator, Bill Finger's granddaughter, telling us the whole story, all the hard work and determination it took for her to get recognition for her grandfather that was deserved so many years ago. Thank you for being on the show, telling us your story. Go, Batman. Thank you, fans. (laughs) It's been awesome. It's been a great episode of Northwest Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.